G'day guys, welcome to another episode of Hunting Camp Down Under. Now just recently I've uh, got to play with my new setup which I'll most likely be running for the rest of the 2019 season. I've chosen to run with the Cayuga Broadheads in the 125 grain pilot cut. Now the big game changer for me is they are now pre-sharpened. Um, they're also coming out in the 150s as well and this has made me um, very, very confident in this head and what I've done is matched them up with the BHD Eliminator Shafts from Bowhunters Domain running the 300s there and uh, coming out of the new Hoyt um, yeah very very happy with uh, with that combination so if you like me do yourself a favour uh, check out both companies Cayuga Broadheads and Bowhunters Domain um, obviously you've got the discount code there if you want to use it HCDU10 um, on the checkout and get a little discount as well so totally uh, confident with that setup and um, I'm sure you guys will be too All right, Kimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, you're most welcome. It's uh, We've both been very, very busy, so it's been a little bit hard to uh, line this one up, but uh, we're here now. How's uh, how's pregnant life? Yeah, it's good. It's going good. It's um, a different world. And <laughs> you're learning lots day by day, but it's exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time. Yes, no, it's all very exciting. I've... Uh, yeah, you got a lot to come, and it's it's all well as everyone says, it's the best time of your life. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm excited getting yeah, there. <laughs> very good. Your uh, your little uh, the 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 baby when you Ivan shot the uh, what did you, you shoot a balloon, didn't you? You shoot a balloon? Yeah, it was a balloon. Yeah. A little boy. Yeah, I um yeah, I thought it'd be a cute little way to introduce him and you know get excited and support. Prize Yvonne, and he was really excited that I was a little boy, and we we're both excited. So, cool. yeah. Did, we're did really you know? Excited. Did you know he? No, didn't? we didn't. Oh, you both didn't know. No, no, it was a surprise to both of us. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's unreal. Very good. Well, I obviously, uh, you know, we've, you know, we met down at the uh, Wild Dicks Deer Expo. What this time last year, pretty much. But um, it, uh, yeah. it's been a long time since we caught back up, but. You know, how's, how's hunting been? It's uh, Obviously, has it taken a back seat probably the last couple of months, but you got into a little bit last year. Um, I think you hit, does that, was that New Zealand trip your first trip to New Zealand? Uh, it was the second trip to New Zealand, but first, like, hunting trip. Cool. But, yeah. Yeah, last year was, like, a lot of fun and I got into it a fair bit. Um, got a few, you know, my first chittle on the ground, which was awesome. And yeah, this year we've been into it a fair bit this like the last few weekends, but um yeah, just haven't had any luck unfortunately. But <laughs> we'll get there and I'll obviously continue to get out there as much as I can while I can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And your hands gonna be tired. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um obviously you know you know how we sort of go about. We we like to get everyone's sort of background of how things started. Um, you know, take us back to your childhood, you know, what sort of child, you know, were you, were you in a hunting family or was it completely new to you? But, you know, talk us through how you grew up and, and where and, and those kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grew up on the mid North coast, um, of New South Wales. So up near Coffs Harbour, sort of Valor Beach area. Oh, lucky. Um, Good part of the world. Yeah. Beautiful. We're not really I'm, lucky. We not had, that I'm um, biased. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, we had um, we were really lucky. We lived on fourteen acres on one side, and then ten minutes down the road, we had the beach and awesome. all that sort of thing. I grew up with four little brothers. So you're the um, oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yep, um, and still the boss, although they are 
all very much taller than me. Um, and yeah, my, I'm a butcher's daughter, so I grew up working in the butchery since I was 11 or 12 with my dad. Um, and yeah, so basically none of my parents or anyone I knew sort of really hunted and okay. did a little bit of rifle shooting with some friends growing up and then just decided one day I kind of wanted to buy a bow. I just thought they looked pretty cool. And then, and yeah, here I am a few years wow. later and it's like the biggest thing of my life. <laughs> <laughs> So going back to, I mean, that, you know, that's a pretty random thing to do is, you know, obviously, yeah, you do a little bit of shooting that with the friends, but what made you sort of like, uh, as a female, you know, what sort of made you, hey, I want to go and buy a bow, like what got you into that? Um, I used to just, yeah, go into the, to the, like, the gun shops with, you know, some friends and obviously they'd pick up some ammo or whatever and I just looked at the bows one day. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And honestly, I just thought... I want one. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> just randomly wanted one. Yep, yeah. Yep. So I bought a little Bear Apprentice 3 and here I am today. How many years ago was that? Maybe like four. Okay. Four years ago. Four yeah, and a half. So you've been, I mean, obviously you've leapt so quick in, in that amount of time, like, you know, from, from the people you know and the crowd that you know now. Um, going back to, you know, you've, you obviously, you know, you went and bought your bow. What was the first sort of steps and, and probably aiming this at someone that's maybe going through that right now. Um, what was sort of the first steps you took back then? Yeah, well, to be honest, I didn't have anyone around me that knew anything about bows until I sort of started meeting Yvonne. Um, but so we can blame yeah, I just <laughs> Blame Yvonne. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I don't know. I just used to practice in the backyard and I was probably doing everything wrong. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I just remember I shot my first rabbit just by fluke. I don't even know how I hit the damn thing. Um, <laughs> and it was like the best day of my life. I couldn't get the smile off my face. And then since then, you know, like the social media world sort of opened me up to bow hunting more and more. And then I got more intrigued and then met Yvonne and yeah, and just went from there yeah and what um you know was obviously you know it helps that the Devan was right into it and that kind of stuff too but you know what was some of the things that you know maybe you picked up early uh it may be a person but what were some of the things that you were shown um that you think sort of helped you in that early stage yeah obviously trying to sight in the bow um obviously i just flick arrows which way in every way I had no idea what I was doing. So when I was finally taught to sort of like properly sight in the bow, yep. um, that was a big thing for me, obviously for everyone. Um, and, yeah, just having the right gear as well, like arrows that aren't too long and that sort of thing, just picking up those little, you know, bits and pieces of bow hunting that you don't even think of when you first start. Mm. Arrow size, arrow weight, um, what type of broadhead you want to use. There's so many little things that you obviously have to to learn, and you probably will never quite master. But picking up a few little things off everyone, you know, bits and pieces off everyone helps a lot. What was one of the moments back then that you really thought, like, I'm going to I'm going to stick this out? Because obviously, you know, people come and go in the in the archery scene, um, let alone even hunting, like bow hunting. But you know, archery scene on its own. But what was one of the things that you sort of like, you can remember it just sort of caught you, like kept you engaged? Like I've 
haven't like I'm still learning myself obviously and I haven't shot you know a great deal of animals but I think the highlight to me was when I shot my fellow um fallow buck a few years ago maybe two years ago now yep um it's the only one I've got done up in my room taxidermied but it was my first year ever with the bow and yeah that was definitely the highlight of bow hunting for me it still is yeah yeah and is that I mean I not sure how to ask this question properly but you know it but like hunting is one of the things that I think a lot of people need success um to keep them engaged and it obviously helps but when we're not hunting and you know obviously how busy life is and those kind of things you know what is it just the whole being involved in the whole community because you know obviously social media helps because you can engage with you know you and I engage through social media and, and all the other guys as well um yeah. has that helped or you know what what um what's been the biggest driver for you on that side of thing you know staying involved in it Oh, that is a good question. Um, Yeah, I think when it comes to social media, um, I think there's a lot of good aspects to it. And some of those aspects are the people that you meet um, online. So in all honesty, most of Ivan and I's friends, they're all from Facebook. They're all, you know, hunting friends that, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. So I think the biggest motivator, for me is the encouragement of other people like when you you know you shoot an animal and you post online or something I think the feedback from people is really important you know people encouraging um, other females encouraging other females you know no jealousy between hunters or anything like that as long as you're doing the right thing obviously um yeah I just think there's too much negativity in the world as it is so I like when people you know, are positive towards other people and encouraging, especially if the you know you're still learning and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, encouragement I think from other hunters is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did you go? You know, and we sort of jumped straight into the questions. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of a little bit of a quick fire, but how have you sort of handled? You know, people ask what you do for your, you know, for your spare time, or um, especially when you're studying. Uh, are you still studying? Are you still? Yeah, still studying law. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, how do you go with the conversation, you know, from a female's point of view? Because, I mean, I know, you know, it's sort of looked, hunting's looked as sort of a bit of a man's sport, I suppose you could say, but it's it's completely not. It's very 50-50. But um, how do you go handling that conversation and maybe take this angle for, a, you know, maybe someone else that's been asked this question? Um, you know, how do you how do you sort of handle it when someone questions you? Why do you hunt, you know, from a female's perspective? Yeah, sure. I think you need to firstly hunt for all the right reasons, not for social media, not for anyone else. Um, It's a hard question to sort of answer, but if someone asks me why I hunt, it's because I love getting out with my friends. I love meeting new people. I love the thrill of it. I mean, it's not easy. We all know that. Um, And, yeah, just the thrill of not knowing what you're going to expect if you're going to go home empty-headed most days but when that you know she luck does come along and you shoot something that you're entirely in love with then yeah it makes it all worth it yeah definitely I think yeah I think people need to take a step back and realize the real reasons why they hunt to get meat for the thrill of it to provide for their families organically there's just so many other reasons than you know just 
bloodthirsty hunters and yeah yeah it all uh, it all balls i mean like you look at yourself you're certainly no bloodthirsty hunter so <laughs> it um it balls what do you mean i'm so scary oh yeah yeah definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's always interesting and and i know it's sort of hard for you to 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 kind of answer these questions um because i i feel that you don't really separate yourself as I'm a female, so I'll do things differently. Like you, you're just kind of one of the everybody else in camp, if that makes sense. Um, oh, am I yeah. right in saying that? Or Yeah, definitely. I've grown up with, like I said, four little brothers. I've always been like, you know, I grew up playing rugby union as, as a child with the boys. I played on a boys' soccer team. Like I've always been a little bit tomboyish in a way, but I'm still a feminine girl sometimes as well. Um, when you need but to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't know, I just find – you know, I go to camp with all the guys and obviously because most of my friends, other guys go hunting and we all go together. Yeah. It's never an issue. I'm just one of the boys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Makes it, <laughs> makes it easier for everyone else too. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No doubt about that. It, um, you know, we spoke about, we spoke of this before, you know, um, you know, what, what's some of the things that you've seen and it has been a short window you know it has been only a few years that you've been in the bow hunting scene but what's been the biggest eye-opener for for you uh from from your perspective of of the hunting community what's what's been an eye-opener for you oh that's a good question um you know honestly i'm not really too sure how to answer that one i guess it'd have to be yeah going back to like the encouragement and positivity of other people you know hunters looking after hunters um yeah I love to see it I love to see people just congratulating someone else on a good hunt or a good trip overseas even if they don't get something I love the fact that there's so many um you know Australian idols in bow hunting that are so happy to spend five minutes or ten minutes or half an hour, however they long, you know, they want, just answering questions and talking. You go to these shows and people like Ben Solaris and Brad Murphy, you know, all these top gun hunters and they're the most humble people. So that's something that I really appreciate, people taking their time to have a chat and want to chat to you and get to know you and, you know what I mean, it's not just a farcade on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really well put and, and very well answered. Continue, you know, you're, you're probably a little bit harder, harder question, but I think you, you're just like me. I, I, I enjoy that the most, you know, the people I've met um, and I'm like you as well. You know, most of my friends um, are pretty much all honey involved of, of some way or some kind. And, you know, I always say to people, you know, if I had a wedding, uh, you know, if you got married again, you'd, you'd probably have a whole nother crowd. Like, um, bar, bar, bar a few, but it's just funny how over the years, you know, things can change pretty quickly from, you know, if you think back in your school days to, to the people you know and hang around and talk to now. Um, oh, very, very different. Life, yeah, your life just changes and you realise that you may not, you know, share the same passions with this, the people that you went to school with and you grow up and you obviously find a passion that you love and you find people that love the pa- that passion and, you know, love what you do just as much as you do and obviously you form a bond and friendships are formed. Did you ever think hunting would do that for you? <clears throat> um, no, in all honesty, I never 
never saw it happening and it just all happened so quickly and I even found Yvonne through hunting like I've got so much to be thankful for so yeah it's been crazy <laughs> what's um I mean you you guys obviously do a lot together um and it obviously you know from from a lot of people that probably you know either the the, the husband does most of the hunting and and you know the wife's wife or partner stays at home you know what what have you found the best thing about doing things together you know is it just sharing the experience um it's, a, it's obviously brought you guys closer as a couple in that as well yeah 100 percent um yeah like you just said Yvonne and I do a lot of hunting or most of our hunting together on the odd occasion I'll you know go for a hunt by myself or Yvonne will go off hunting by himself for a day or with some of his friends um but yeah, it's just been such a whirlwind. Um, we just love, you know, spending time together, and it does bring us closer. And yeah, we just like to share the experiences that we, you know, obviously achieve together, um, and are stoked for each other when we see each other, you know, get something on the deck. Yeah, definitely. And what um, I, this one's this one's hard, but it, it actually comes up quite often, especially with. With Kylie, my wife, you know, um, she doesn't hunt, but she has absolutely, you know, no issue with it or, you know, obviously she fully supports me and the craziness that I get up to. But, you know, how, how do you sort of, you know, when when a partner may ask you the question, you know, you know, how do you how do you do, go and do the hunting or how do you let Ivan go the hunting? Like, do, do you ever get that question at all or um, people are obviously already just know what you're up to? Um, yeah, a lot of people, um, like that obviously know us personally, they both know that we go hunting. Um, I think a lot of Yvonne's friends, especially his work friends are all like, oh, your missus goes hunting too. <laughs> and I think that gives them a bit of a laugh and they think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. and yeah, besides that, I can't really like, yeah, we, we just socialize with friends that go hunting mainly. So. Yeah, spending time <laughs> with like-minded people, it makes your life a lot easier. So. <laughs> and that's it, you don't have to explain yourself. Oh, big time. So what, uh, tell us a few of your, you know, obviously your fellow, um, you know, I, I remember that come coming up. I think I might have been there a little earlier than you in the season, but um, you were hunting with Adam McCulloch. Yeah, cool? yeah, yeah. Had the best week of like one of the best weeks of my life. So up step there, step us cool. through that that hunt. Um, you're not allowed to jump straight to the to the uh, to the happy moment either. But walk us through the whole hunt. Obviously, we're going into the fallow season right now. Um, talk us through the lead up. You know what what you sort of went through and and maybe a bit over the the time sort of chasing around the hills. Yeah, sure. So we went up there um, for a week with Adam. Um, I spent basically five days trailing behind him and if anyone has met him before he's like a giant especially compared to me i can't keep up with him (laughs) i was literally up to his kneecaps so i found that um very physically demanding trying to you know keep up with him for for five days but i had such a good time i saw so many amazing things you know like the first you know buck fighting and all that sort of thing so that was really cool got some close chances and all that sort of thing and got to the, I think it might have been the f- sixth day. Yep. And, um, yeah, Ivan and I just decided to go for our first hunt together like that week just as a one-off, you know, let's just go for a walk, let's go listen, let's go take some photos, whatever. Um, and, yeah, we started at one side of the property and nothing was happening. We can, couldn't hear any croaking or anything. So 
Um, I think my colleague actually texted Yvonne and said, look, I can hear some croaking up over here where sort of where he was. Um, and on the first day, we'd actually seen this monster chocolate fallow, um, you know, like run off after some does. And I was like, I just remember thinking, holy shit, he's so wide. You know, <laughs> like he was, he was massive. And I was like, wow, that was so cool because that was the first one I'd seen. Um, and obviously the biggest caliber that I'd seen before. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so back to Yvonne and I, we'd just gone out, we'd gone back to the other side of the property and um, I sort of remember just sitting there feeling really defeated. I was so mentally and physically tired and I just sat there on the hill with my hands in my lap and my head down and just, oh, I just can't do this anymore. I felt like giving up. (laughs) And Yvonne's like, I think I hear a croak like up on this little ridge and I was like, oh, I'm fine. So we took our shoes off <laughs> and we literally spent like an hour and a half just tiptoeing up to the top of this ridge. And Yvonne was like a few metres in front of me, so maybe three or so. And I remember him just putting his hand down going like, stop. And I stopped, obviously. And I looked to my left and all I seen was these two big palms. And at the time, I didn't even look at how... <laughs> Biggie was, I just saw it was a deer and I was like, I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good idea not to look at the. (laughs) I honestly didn't. Yvonne just like, he was so excited. He's like, it's massive. But um, yeah, no, he sort of, he sort of like, he was a big boy. He sort of just moseyed on up and he sort of, there was these two smaller trees and he sort of, as he put his head down, you know, past the tree and in our sort of sight, I drew back and. Yvonne stopped him at about 25 with a little doe call. Yep. And, um, yeah, straight in the ticker. And Yvonne and I just like, he just, I just remember him like grabbing me. He's like, did you get him? Because he didn't have like, <laughs> you know, like a clear view of, view of sight. Of and, the um, shot, yep. And I was shaking like a leaf. I was honestly like almost in tears because I was like, I think I got him. <laughs> I think I got him. And so, yeah, we left it for a few minutes and we were both sort of still in shock because obviously I thought I'd, you know, got him. And um, we went looking for the arrow and I couldn't find the arrow and it was getting really dark, so I was getting a bit nervous. And, um, yeah, I just seen this um, like a few metres away, big pool of blood. And, um, yeah, he didn't even go, I don't know, maybe 50 metres from where I shot him. And yep. Seeing this big palm sticking out, so. Oh, happy days. Yeah, I just remember my McCulloch's face when he came and pulled up to, you know, help us lug him out here, and he was stoked for me, and Yvonne was stoked, and everyone at camp was stoked, and, you know, yeah, we had, I think, five people in camp oh, that cool. week, and yep. everyone got one, so we were all so happy. That was a year of big deer. Oh, it was. It was massive. That's probably the last good one we've had. Well, so that was two years ago? Yeah, I think so, yep. Yeah, before the dry. I mean, it was dry enough that year as it was, but they're still um, they were holding on. You, you said something there before which just twigged my mind. Um, you know, for someone that's only been in the in the bow hunting game for a few years, but, you know, you said that you, you waited, you know, for him to go behind the, the tree before you drew. I mean, yep. that, that that's not – everybody doesn't do that. Like, that, that there's a little bit of experience involved or some good teaching 
you know, where where does that some of those instincts come from? Is that just time in the bush with you know with a barn and a few others, or is that something you learnt by someone? Can you remember someone telling you that exactly? Or um, yeah, no, I think it's a bit of everything. To be honest, I mean, Ivan's a really good stalker. Like, I mean, like. You scared the shit out of you all the time, or <laughs> <laughs> that and the animals. Um, yeah, so that as well as you know, like I've been going out a few times, especially on the chittle by myself. Um, That'll help. Yeah, I've noticed it. <clears throat> you obviously have to like be on your A game twenty four seven. So I think that's helped a lot in my stalking abilities, and then obviously getting out there by myself. Um, you learn a lot more than when you've got someone sort of coaxing you yeah. behind you repeatedly as well as yeah. you know so i yeah. think it's really important especially for other female hunters to get out there like i know it can be a bit nerve-wracking you know going hunting by yourself but i think that's even if you go for a stalk by yourself you know if you stuff up you stuff up you'll learn for next time i just think that's a really important aspect of you know honing in on your your bow hunting skills and getting better yeah, overall definitely. yeah yeah really good advice with your adrenaline, you said you were shaking like a leaf, like after you took the shot. Are you someone that gets nervous before the shot or you're quite calm and collected and then just lose your shit once the shot's done? Oh, no, I lose my shit the whole time. <laughs> no, honestly, like I'm pretty good at the stalking part. It's the shooting part that I get so nervous about because even if it's like a bloody rabbit, I still get so worked up and nervous and I'm like, like if what if I miss or, you know. I want to get it so badly, like it's just the passion driving you, but you just like, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> I get it bad. What's helped you through that? You know, obviously, I mean, trial and error, you miss stuff, you, we stuff things up, that happens. But, you know, what's some of the steps? Because a lot of people, a hell of a lot of people go through the same thing. Um, I'm the opposite. If you ask me to do a second shot, I'm stuffed because I'm gone. Um, <laughs> I'm calm and collected to that and then, yeah, backup shot, I'm stuffed. But... Um, like how, how have you sort of worked yourself through that? Oh, I'm still working myself through it. I honestly don't have an answer. That's um, cool. Like when I shot the fellow, I was honestly so cool, calm and collected, but I have no idea where that came from because if you told me to shoot a rabbit or a fox coming in, I'd, I'm a bundle of nerves. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think it helped that you didn't have like the full whole stalk? Like, yes, you were taking your time in, but you didn't actually know what was happening or where it was like the, it was a little bit unknown do you think that helped yeah actually that probably did help a lot like it all sort of just happened so quickly that I didn't really have time to think about being nervous or anything like that so yeah I guess that is probably a, a major aspect of, of why I was so you know calm and collected with I mean obviously you got him on the wall now but you know, what What does it mean to you? You know, every time you look at him, what's the first thing you remember? Is it, was it that, you know, that the sigh of relief that you got to take a, an animal of that, you know, of, of that quality or was it just like a a bit of a, I've, I've ticked that box, like I, I've, I'm, I've sort of proven now? Like did anything, does anything sort of go through your mind when you, when you look at him on the wall? Yeah, I still look at him daily and I honestly still want to cry. Like he is a beautiful animal. He's been taxidermy beautiful. Um, it just reminds me of like why you do it. it, like not exactly why you do it, but you know, like the, the feeling of, you know, how proud you are. Like I felt like giving up, you know, an hour prior to shooting him, you know, yep. I had my 
my hands in my lap, my head in my lap. You were having a sook. I was having a sook. I was definitely having a sook. I was being a princess and I was having a sook. <laughs> hey, at least <laughs> you're honest about made it. made me like that. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I just look at him and I just remember the, the passion that I, I bored my eyes out. I just remember the, the feelings of emotion that came over me. Um, it was a pretty special moment in my life and, you know, obviously one of the highlights. So, That's yeah, cool. I just feel proud and, you know, excited to get out there and, Get another one one day. Yeah, definitely. I look at him. Are you? Um, I mean, Ivan. Ivan dropped in on uh, on the call when we started there and said that uh, he spoke to Cocky this morning. But are you guys getting out of the next few weeks? Or um, we're hoping to. There's obviously not that um, greater quality heads down here, but obviously a deer is a deer, and they're all beautiful in their own aspect. Yep. Um. So we'll definitely get out and try and get some meat because I think our freezer's getting a bit low too. Yep. Um. And yeah, we'll definitely be. Given it a go this rut, maybe not as hectic as, you know, Some previous years. Ones. But, um, yep. yeah, like I said, I'm going to get out as much as I can while I can. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, things are going to get a little bit hectic for you. But as, um, you know, jumping back to, you know, as a female hunter, like where, where would you like to see or what would you like to see? Um, and this you can take this conversation anywhere you want to go. But, you know, what, as a female hunter, what would you like to see? Would you like... Obviously, you want to see, you know, more women into it, maybe more at the forefront. But, you know, is there anything that stands out to you that you'd you'd like to recommend or, or, or bring to the to the table? Um, yeah, I suppose in the future of hunting, um, especially in the female aspect, I'd like to see, obviously, more females getting into bow hunting, um, and all that sort of thing. I know how you know how patient you have to be and committed to you know practicing and all that sort of thing. I think. Yeah, a lot of females should definitely, you know, come up, put the rifle down and give it a go because they might just enjoy it just as much or even more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd also like to see, not that I've experienced it because, like I said, I'm always a bit of, you know, one of the boys, but I find that, you know, just because you're a female, it should be a level playing field. And sometimes I feel like, and I don't want anyone to ever take this in the wrong way, but I feel like I do have, you know, like a few sponsors like Abbey Archery and all that sort of thing, and I feel like people just feel like, I, you know, females sort of get given yep. things. Um, and in some aspects, I totally agree with them. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have the right attitude, you know, you do the right thing, you're putting the right content on social media, that's not, you know, like having, you know, decent photos that show off your animals in a respectful way, no tongues hanging out, you know, take the time and, you know, effort to do everything right. I just, yeah, I think a level playing field for men and women is pretty important too. You couldn't have nailed that any better, but I totally, totally agree. And it probably goes for both men and women. It's not just women on that one. Um, yeah, I hope yeah. everyone, like, obviously sees that where I'm coming from. I don't mean it in I think a we do. sexist or a biased way. <laughs> Most definitely will. And and I think the biggest thing is is because, you know, there has been, I guess, you know, the the push of, you know, we, we spoke about before, you know, the huntress word. Um, it's a shocker. And it, it, I, I feel it's demeaning. I, I think it's, you know, I don't like using it at all. But, you know, it's used. But I think, you, you know, for no fault of your own like that that's what's happened with 
you know, people getting sponsorship and those kind of things for, for people that don't do anything. And then you've got guys like yourself and, and plenty of other women that, you know, really do have a good crack and have great content and, and someone that can, you know, be looked up to, I think is the big thing, you know, as another lady coming into to the bow hunting world and sees your content, that's who sponsors, sponsors want to be by. Yeah, I like, yeah, like we spoke about before, I hate the huntress word. I just, you know, the only time I've ever used it is in my gender reveal, obviously, for that reason, just because it's a, you know, boy or girl. But yeah, yeah I just think it's a very, you know, a hunter's a hunter. You either hunt or you don't. Mm-hmm. You're a hunter, you know. Um, I just think people, guys and girls, they portray the wrong thing sometimes, you know, keep your boobs away. Same with guys, keep your, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, just, you could take just that somewhere. The, <laughs> <laughs> just do the right thing, you know. Yeah. Um, be respectful to obviously your kill and people around you, other hunters. Just, yeah, be a good person. Yeah, yeah. You can take that a long, long way in, in many <laughs> aspects of life, I think, there, Kimmy, that's for sure. But, you know, but yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and, and it's a shame that, you know, you have to say that in, in some ways, you know, but you shouldn't have to feel that people are thinking about you, that you've been giving something and you don't deserve it, you know, and, and that, I think that's terrible. It's, but I can see why you've had to say it too in, in that yeah, same sentence. It can be like, you know, it, it's kind of like embarrassing that, yeah, like that you have to bring it up. And I can obviously where, obviously see where some people think that and, you know, that topic's been brought up. But I just think that people need to sit back and realise that, mm. you know, some people like, you know, work hard and are, are decent people and, you know, sometimes deserve what what's given to them or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Most definitely, mate. Most definitely. We're sort of jumping around all over the place here, but as <laughs> guilty, yeah, it doesn't matter. But as a, as a you know, getting going back to like getting into the the hunting, you know, from what you've experienced now, what would be the first steps you'd take if you're advising someone right now? Um, what would be the first steps you're taking? Can be either someone that's putting down the rifle or, or picking one up for that matter, just getting in the hunting in the general. Um, or, or, or picking up a bow for the first time, what, what would be the first couple of things you'd do? Um, so basically I would obviously try and find someone, whether that be, you know, a proper, you know, go to a club, start at a club, you know, meet some new friends, learn some some tips and tricks along the way. I also did a, a seminar with Brad Murphy, um, might have been last year, early mm-hmm. last year. Also, and I know he's still doing them. Yeah, he's honestly a wealth of knowledge. I think it was him and him and um, Ian Summers yep. at Summers's house, and yeah, I just learnt so much. Just even though that I'd shot a few animals or whatever, or had been shooting my bow for a little while, you still have so much to learn. Like you never, you know, stop learning, and yep. you always, if you put the bow down, you pick it back up, and you're back into your old habits. Yep. Um, so I think that really helped me as well. So I feel like that's a, you know, invest in some, maybe some good classes, uh, you know, an archery club, that sort of thing. I think that would really help someone, you know, learning, especially getting the confidence up. Like I just did my first 3D shoot at Goulburn Archers on Sunday. Okay, cool. Um, and I get really nervous shooting in front of people. I honestly do. I just get so worked up I shoot horribly 
just because I feel like people are watching me, <laughs> watching every aspect of what you do. So I think doing more of those sort of things like shoots and stuff, putting you out of your comfort zone will help you in the long run. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, build your confidence up. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, we, we get nervous and we're not even in a competition. Like it's it even have you can even take that apart for just shooting in front of people can get a little nerve wracking. I know plenty of people that are like it too. Oh um, yeah, I'm bad for it. Three D is one of those things though. It I can't shoot foam. I'm shocking. Um, <laughs> oh, like you know we you shoot at, you shoot okay, but it's uh, some of these guys that can run around and you know put put it on the money every target stuff like that. That's just crazy. But yeah. Three D is really really good. I mean it. They were obviously a bit bigger a few years ago. It'd be good to see them get back up there, but you get wind down there. Oh, God, wind's so windy. <laughs> That's right. I can Yeah, you come back good now. Um, I was just saying, yeah, three, 3D, you know, it, it's a great platform uh, for any kind of shooting, especially hunting. It's a little bit more real-life scenarios. So, you know, if anyone's looking for the extra kind of practice, that is a really good way to go. Um Talking about shooting, what what setup do you have? Because I know it comes across quite often that, oh, I don't have the panties to shoot this or don't have the panties to shoot that or run us through your setup because yours is proven. So Yeah, so I'm obviously, or for those who know me, I'm only, well, I'm a midget. I'm five foot one maybe if I'm lucky on a good day. Um, so I shoot, a, I started with a, um, obviously the bear, but, I moved up to a carbon rose, which was a nice light female bow. Yeah, right. Well, who um, makes that? What's that, sorry? Who makes carbon rose? Oh, the Brotech. Okay, yep. Um, and so then I just got um, my new bow now. It's a, a Matthews. And, um, yeah, loving that one so far. I've got it on 41 pounds. Obviously not, you know, the big 90 pounds that everyone talks about that they're shooting. But You can pull 41 pounds? <laughs> 41 yeah that's a good effort <laughs> i try um yeah so obviously it comes down to a good arrow weight for your setup um you know a good broadhead i've been using the pilot cuts since they came out and i'm loving them so far um and yeah good arrows and do you know what weight setup do you know what weight arrow you run um not off the top of my head that's right it's just a matter of interest, actually. I think it's about probably like 300 and something. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. not very big, but, I mean, it gets the job done. I've shot some, you know, not some massive boars or anything, but some, you know, decent pigs and that through the swamp. And so, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. It hasn't really, you know, let me down so far. No, that's really good. And, I mean, I asked that question because, you know, as I said, when, you know, on the lead up to it, you know, it's always often said that, you know, oh, I'm not shooting enough bandage, I'm not doing this. And it probably comes from, you know, maybe teenagers and that a little bit as well. But um, it just goes to show, you know, right placement, um, you know, you've, you've proven that, you know. And some of the new bows, the way they shoot these days is ridiculous. So, you know, even, you know, 35, 40 pounds. So. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, obviously shot placement's a big thing. Um, yeah. My yeah, I haven't really had any issues with it. I mean, I don't get the pass-throughs like some people probably do, but yeah, that's life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I, if it's on the right spot, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> that's it. Definitely. So how are things going to change? You got Bob coming up. Um, you know, obviously, 
you know, you know, family life changed, but you know, you're obviously super excited for it. What's the plan? He's going to be a little hunter, no doubt. Um, oh, definitely. I'm, um, yeah, I'm really excited to bring in, you know, one of the new generations of little hunters. So I'm excited to obviously get him out and buy him his first little bow and <laughs> um, teach him all that, you know, Ivan and I know. It's been really good because, to be honest, at first I was really nervous when I found out um, due to the fact that obviously life's going to change. Am I going to go hunting? Is Ivan going to leave me at home? Like all that sort of thing sort of ran through my head and it's only recently that, you know, another good and positive social media aspect was to see other families, male and female, taking their kids out, still getting out, doing what they love. Um, yeah, I've actually touched on it in um, my upcoming article in Bow Hunting Down Under. Yep. Um, I just thought I can't be alone in thinking the way I did when I first found out, yeah, um, for sure. especially being a female. Uh, you know, like usually you're at home with the baby or whatever. So yep. I've touched on that briefly in the magazine. Um, and yeah, I just thought I can't be alone. So if I can help at least one other sort of female, maybe in the same sort of. Um, I don't know, drama, yeah. Um, then, yeah, I thought I might highlight it and hopefully people take it in the best possible light that I tried to portray. Definitely. What changed your mindset? I mean, obviously, it's big worries, you know, obviously, first Barb and, um, you know, you're, you know, you're still, you're still studying and, and all those kind of crazy things that everybody goes through. Um, but, you know, what, what sort of helped you talk yourself through it? Did you reach out or was it just yourself, you know, just working yourself through it? Um, yeah, like I said, just seeing families on on social media platforms. Um, Jess and Tommy from New Zealand, I popped them into the news article. You see them out every weekend with their little boy, River, um, on their back, you know, out that's hunting. That's a cool name, River. Yeah, taking him out. I think that's been a, a big aspect of it. Um, just seeing other people in, you know, in your position and they yeah. make it work and they're excited that, you know, they get to do all these cool things with their little ones and take them camping and hunting and teaching them everything that you know. So I think that's been a real eye-opener. And, yeah, and now we're just both so excited to uh, to do the same thing. That's really cool. I mean, things do change, but I think, in the, you know, in a way, you guys are so passionate about, you know, your hunting and your outdoor lifestyle that you make it work. And I think your goals are there to, to make it work. Um, you know, you, you, you do miss out on things. Um, you have to prioritize things. I definitely do. Um, I know I mentioned on the podcast there with Toby on the last one, like I don't do much else. Um, but I, I, I make that decision because hunting's so big. And if I had three or four other hobbies, I mean, the kids would just miss out, you know, and then Kylie would be, yeah, I'd be in trouble. So <laughs> more, more, than, more than what I already am, but, but it is those things, you know, you just prioritize, obviously the hunts get bigger and your your dreams and goals get bigger, but you try and, you know, you try and grow that as a family. Um, you used to be able to just make those decisions on your own, but, you know, you, you'll just make them together more so. Um, yeah, definitely. And there's maybe a little bit of planning more involved. Things don't, Things change for a short period, but not for long. Yeah, that's it. And we're pretty lucky. We um, actually live at the farm with Ivan's parents at the moment. So, um, you know, built-in babysitters, they're Heck stoked yeah. that they've got a new little grandson coming. So I don't think that's going to be an issue to duck out for, you know, a It'll day or half a day or a morning or whatever to, to get out and sort of 
do what we love doing as well as, you know, sort of best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What is some of your goals? I mean, and, and on, on your own, you know, what what do you see yourself doing? Um, oh, that's what we haven't touched, New Zealand. New Zealand trip well, last year. Yeah. We'll have to so, go through that. <laughs> well, that was a, a very um, exciting trip. It was honestly one of the best best trips of my life very frustrating again it was very I found it very difficult we um yeah we uh we walked in 12 kilometers we didn't get flown in or anything um and it started snowing too so we're walking in in the snow we ended up sleeping in the snow the first night we couldn't see five meters in front of us so it was myself Tommy Pilo and Yvonne of course oh so you had to drag Tommy up the hill that's where Basically, your problem was. Basically, I had to carry him on my back. <laughs> I can understand that. that. The other way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a, like an adventure in itself. It was so beautiful, and um, we honestly seen so many tars. Just obviously getting to them was the hard part. Yep. And then I had, yeah, I shot at one. Uh, I don't know. It was probably like twenty five, thirty meters away, and um, I honestly don't know what happened. I think my my arrow might have come off the stream because of how steep the incline was that yep. we're on. Like I could barely stand upright. Um, it was that steep. I don't know what happened, but seeing the arrow flail like 20 meters in front of me just honestly broke my heart. I literally just sat there and cried. Especially <laughs> <laughs> after all that effort, mate. Honestly, Yvonne and I had stuck up like for two hours just creeping up on this, you know, five, five tar but it up together and – for it to come to an end like that, it was pretty disappointing. But yeah. I look at it this way: I have, and I, I've still got that goal to go back to New Zealand. So I'll definitely get there, hopefully next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. How did you go? Um, I mean, that's a real test. I mean, any, I, and personally, I haven't done New Zealand yet. Um, but you know, being in some trying conditions, you know, obviously over the states. But you know, how did you find? You know, were you ever sort of worried about? you know, in the conditions? Did you find there was any gear that you wish you did have? Um, talk us a little bit through through that kind of thing from, from your perspective. Um, yeah, so we actually went over there really prepared. The only thing I could think of um, was maybe better sleeping bags because I feel the cold like a mother trucker. Um, <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got really cold over there um, during the night where I had I think I had at one night or two nights, I had both mine and Yvonne's emergency blankets on me. I was that cold. Um, so, but yeah, besides that, I think we were really prepared. We had done all our, you know, research. We'd planned on where we were going to go. We weren't planning on the snow, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that made it a little bit more nerve wracking for me, especially. Um, made but it, pre- yeah, no, made between, it pretty though. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was honestly so breathtaking. Um, so between the three of us, we're all pretty set. I think, um, yeah, it was just the cold and I was a bit worried when we first went over there because, again, I'm a midget and I was worried about carrying the weight. But, um, you know, it was it was fine. I did it with not too much problems and yep. um, I think the walkout was the worst for us. Yeah, gotcha. It was 12Ks out thinking about, you know, a pub feed and... <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, cold drink. And <laughs> that's so, terrible. It's meant to be the yeah. other way around. You're meant to be really excited for that for the walkout. Oh, we were like literally getting stuck in, I don't know what they call it over there. It's like a, a really bushy, 
spiky plant and it was like we thought, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do an easier walk. We won't go up the big hill Monkey again. Scrub, is that we'll um, is that what we'll Monkey follow scrub? the river back to, you know, back to the to the car. But um, I think that was the worst decision we made because it <laughs> almost killed me. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot as far as trying to remember what your gear was, but give us a quick rundown on, you know, maybe what your pack you use and, and your and your layers and those kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Um. We just bought some, uh, thermals. Not anything special. Yep. Um. We just obviously had two pairs of those each. Um. I think the backpack I ran was, an Hunter's Element one. It wasn't anything special but it did the job and it worked really well for me um it was really comfortable Ivan had gone out and bought a you know a new pack and everything awesome um yeah as for sleeping bags obviously we should have had warmer sleeping bags we're just sort of going for light as we could so i think that's one lesson we did learn did you take if you don't mind me asking did you take a down jacket or pants um Ivan took a yeah down jacket i took a small goose down jacket yep yep um but, yeah, I think, again, that's something I'd also pack a bit better for having mm. a bigger, you know, down jacket, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and I was really going to ask say that because sometimes that can offset packing that lighter sleeping bag. Um, if you've got the really good, like, you can go a little bit heavier in your down jacket and pants um, and it'll oh, sort 100%. of match up, yeah, you know, just for anyone that's sort of maybe looking to do that in anytime soon. Yeah, it was November when we went through and it was still so cold. So Yeah, that's a hard one because, I mean, deceiving. really, yeah. I mean, they say in New Zealand you get a pack for four seasons, so. It's crazy too. So you'd end up like, you know, so hot during the day. You'd have burnt as crisp hands and face. And um, I remember we went back, like we got back to the pub where we stayed out the first night and we all just looked like prunes. Like it was horrible. <laughs> we all looked disgusting. Oh, loving it. You would have, you would have proved your point there. Like oh I, yeah, 100%. I, can, I can match this for the boys. This is no worries. <laughs> I got this. So you got no absolutely no qualms. You ready to go straight back into it? Oh, 100 percent. I can't wait to get back over there. I think Yvonne's planning a trip in November, and obviously it's a bit that might you know, push her. Yeah, it's a bit um, close to obviously the baby and that. So I don't think I'll make it over this year, but definitely again next year. Um, yeah. I think we'll be doing a fair bit of hunting next year, hopefully. You'll be right. When's Bub due? Uh, September. Oh, that's elk season. Oh, don't rub it in. What are you doing? <laughs> the advance fault. Yeah, I was going to say, he's meant to be banned for those that time period. <laughs> no, uh, he can go. Nah. I wouldn't stop him. <laughs> be right. Take the little fella with you next time. Next time, that'd be right. That's it, in a backpack. Mm, awesome. Well, mate. I... Might fit us both in the backpack. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that. We, uh, West, our first trip, actually my first trip, I think West was due, he was born 10 days after I got back. So, yeah, that was a little bit close for, too close for quarters, but. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't a great trip. Oh, it was an awesome <laughs> trip, but it was a very stressful time. Um, but oh, that's I can how, imagine. That's how I do things, but. Um, the following You're still year, married. Most days, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think next year yeah, we took uh, we took Westy with us. He was eleven months old. It was actually a pretty good time to travel. Uh, that's something to think about too. Is as as a you know a hunting family and traveling and stuff. That that in between one and sort of three is tough. Um, yeah. Because they can't take the instruction, but they want to run everywhere. 
And being on a plane for 13, 14, 15 hours is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to that. But look, if I cross that, you know, you make it work. It comes up or cross it. <laughs> yeah, you make it work. But yeah, 11, 10, 11 months, that was pretty cool. Because um, they sort of sleep and, you know, obviously still very attached to mum. But um, yeah, interesting times. <laughs> but um, as you said, if you want it enough, mate, you make it work. So That's it. I think we're both, you know, passionate and dedicated and yeah we're just gonna go with the flow make it work and obviously yeah just enjoy it while we can and um yeah like I said I can't wait to to show him everything that we know awesome awesome well on that note mate thank you so much for joining us I know it's uh it's taking a little while to get this going but um you know busy lives but all the best with with Bob and and obviously a few few hunts coming up soon and um and thanks for sharing us, you know, a little bit about your story. And I know there's a few people that was asking about it. So hopefully they're happy to hear. Oh, no worries. Thanks so much for having me. You're most welcome. All right, mate. All the best. And uh, we'll no doubt catch up with you soon. See ya. Thanks, Kimmy. Guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Hunting Kidam Down Under. Now, if you've got any questions in regards to the gear I used, the brands that we support, or anything in general is regarding the tag system in the United States, please shoot me a message through Instagram, emails, whatever it may be. Now, I can be a little bit slow on the reply, but bear with me. I will definitely get back to you, and I really do appreciate the support. So thank you once again. Uh, best of luck on all the future hunts. We're smack bang in the middle of the rut now, and um, there's not a better time to be in the bush. So all the best, guys, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.